This episode of Disney Countdown is brought to you by Countdown Network. From Christmas to theater to Disney, parenting, and beyond, Countdown Network is your home for the top-ranked countdown podcasts in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and dreamers of all ages, welcome to the Disney Countdown Show. Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Countdown Show. You've made it. We're back. We have a little summer, not not quite summer. It was like a pre-summer trips <laughs> that you and I were both traveling quite a bit over the last couple of weeks, um, but we're glad you're with us. Um, we are all here. Danny, Jordan, Chris, Cicely. My name's Eric Peterson. We're happy that you're listening to us. We're going to do a great countdown list today. We're going to do uh, 10 through 6 of our top 10 Disney TV shows. So yes. that's going to be... Any Disney Channel shows, Disney Junior, Disney Plus, we're including Disney Plus, anything that's on Disney Plus there. Um, and so we have a great list coming up for you. Uh, Danny, how you doing? Chris, how you doing? Everybody good? Yep. Doing great, man. Excited to be hanging out again. It was just uh, Chris and I last week, and we did our best to try to keep the magic alive uh, in your absence. But uh, I was super jealous you got to escape to the mountains for a week. And um, I did. It was right on the tails of me going to Disney World. Yeah, I was in uh, Big Bear Lake in, uh, uh, I almost said Michigan. I don't know why. It, I think it feels a little Michigan-y with all the trees and the lakes, but Big Bear Lake in California. I did not go to Michigan. Um, and Danny went to Disney World. How was your trip to Disney World? Well, Eric, I'm just going to come out of the gates and just let you know that I rode Carousel of Progress. I saw your video and you said that you had thoughts on it. And that, that sounded somewhat ominous. And I hope your thoughts are, are only positive and only about how it's such a great, <laughs> spectacular ride. Well, here's the thing. So my buddy who I went with, he said like about halfway through the experience and then again, multiple times afterwards that I have to go on it again. Because when we went on it, the sky had opened up and it was just like a deluge of like water all over everybody. And if you're in Tomorrowland, everyone wants to escape to carousel of progress because it's like the only covered area yes. that you can go so our i don't know what you call them like pods or our quadrants the yeah of the theater um because it's split into like four separate rooms right that are sort yeah. of always spinning yeah. our room was packed like it was almost standing room only sort of oh, situation wow. in it's there usually not like that it's usually well, that's what he said 12, 12 people in the audience he goes this is not normal you you should not there should not be so many people here because people were talking Oh, that's um, no good. There were a lot of little kids in there that were like running around and they had to keep coming over the loudspeaker. Be like, please gonna, you know, hold your children. We cannot have them running around because, you know, the room is moving. It's a moving thing. Yeah. And they've had some bad situations, you know, out here in California with that attraction many, many years ago when it was America Sings. And so obviously they wanted everyone to sit down. Um, but it was it was cool. It, it was a really, really fun experience. Um, I'm glad that I got to like see the father character there singing, you know, great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Um, loved the Christmas scene at the end. I thought that yes. was, that was a nice touch. And you didn't tell me that there was a Christmas scene in there. So yeah. that was a pleasant That's why it's such a great surprise. Ride. And there's a, there's a nod in there. I can't remember if we included this on our Easter eggs, but there's a nod to like Marty Sklar, who's like a, a an icon, like a Disney legend who was an Imagineer. Um, there's like a note 
or something it says about like remind Marty or talk to Marty about something, something on the bulletin board on the bulletin yeah. board. And that's a nod to, to Marty Sklar, which I was like, Oh, yeah. that's, that's super cool. Um, yeah. it was, it was fun. I'm, I'm really glad that I did it. I will say the one benefit of having so many people there in the theater was like by the second or third room, everybody was singing. Um, that's great. And everyone that's was great. clapping and like, they were really, really feeling yeah. the carousel of progress vibes. So, um, I had a great time. I really was chasing vibes. I also did people mover, um, nice. while I was there. So it was definitely vibe. I went on spaceship earth. Yes. What would you think? Okay. Again, I think I got a, a not traditional experience because the ride was going so slow and my it buddy, goes slow. It goes he, slow. my buddy said, this is a slow ride. He goes, but it's not this slow. Okay. It is not. So cause like the, the voiceover was so out of cadence like she would do her whole setup and then it would still be like another 30 seconds before you'd get into the room that she was talking about oh really so like okay. we were like way behind and that was off the ride stopped like multiple times while we were oh, inside geez. of it so it took what is normally like a chill vibe ride and made it like super yeah <laughs> super yeah. chill vibes um but i'm glad i did it and then of course i had to balance things out and i, I ripped some rides i got to go on tron uh light yeah how run. was that Oh my gosh. Eric, so cool. there's nothing. It's one of those rides where like somebody could tell you about it and you, it wouldn't ruin anything because yeah. it's, it's just one of those things that like being there in person and like seeing when you get like digitized into the world of Tron, that's one of the coolest moments. And then that, that launch start when you're on that light cycle, lean forward like you're on a, a motorcycle and you just yeah. take off from like zero to 60 it's um that's awesome it's really cool and then i did the new guardians ride too which was how is that i hear that's really good too dude unlike anything i've ever been on um because cool. it's like roller coaster but the cars that you're in like swivel i think they can turn like at least 180 possibly 360 degrees and there are like projection screens all around you yeah. plus you get the music going it yeah. is like it's imagine like space mountain but like to the next level like the new age space mountain and i'll say the one thing i love a lot about the ride is the queue the queue doesn't feel like oh they just dropped a brand new ride in the middle of like epcot right by spaceship earth where it's just out of place it feels like you're waiting in line for like space mountain out of like 1978 it's yeah. very like the lighting's like purpley and it's like just all sort of old silvery metal you know sort of panels yeah. inside um Really cool experience. Had a great time. And I got to meet a Jonas brother while I was there. So that was pretty Ooh, cool. Which yeah. one? Kevin. Meet Kevin Jonas. The least of the Jonas brothers. That's funny. I, I put a video out on social media <laughs> and I was like, Jonas Brothers at Disney World. And all the comments were like, that's not the Jonas Brothers. That's Kevin. And I was that's like, Kevin. I was like, well, it, it's not like he's Frankie Jonas, who's not even in the group. Um, but Do you uh, remember they did a show on, I don't know what it might have been on ABC that was uh, basically fa famous people's siblings like competed <laughs> in a reality show. And so, and Kevin Jonas hosted it and was basically like, yep, everybody here, our siblings are way more famous than us, but we're still <laughs> people too. I can't remember. What, it was only like a year ago that that was on. I will say he's a really nice guy because sure. we were, we were both taking pictures of Donald and Daisy and he was like no preferential treatment. His family was waiting in line, just like everybody else. And then he got mobbed by a bunch of people when I was out of there. Sure. So, but uh, it was, it was a blast. It was, it was a ton of, ton of fun. And um, I, I gotta, I gotta tell you, Eric, I didn't tell you this yet. Um, I bought an annual pass for Disney world. Yes. 
Why would you do that, Danny? You live in California. Because I was already into it for, you know, all of the, the park tickets. And you can use that towards an annual pass. And I was like, I'll go again in the next year. I'll go again in the next year. And it'll pay for itself. So I am officially an annual pass holder. And I got to experience some very specific VIP benefits that they don't have at Disneyland, but they have at Disney World. They have their own entrance for pass holders. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I think so I felt very, that. very VIP walking up uh, to that. But uh, I'm actually going back again, June 22nd. So get excited, oh everybody. Oh, my gosh. Are you made of money, Danny? Do you have <laughs> some sort of fount of, of dollars shooting out of the out of the ground like an oil rig? I just believe in magic, Disney magic. Um <laughs> And I believe in manifestation. Um, so oh my goodness. no, it's a, it's a tax write-off. You know, we got the Disney podcast going so I can easily write it off. And I have a good buddy from childhood who was already going and he invited me to stay. He's staying on property next month. And I was nice. like, well, I can't argue with that. I don't have to pay for a hotel or transportation. I just got to get myself there. So yeah, boom. Sweet, anyway, dude. that, that was a, it was a thrilling experience. Um, and I actually had another thrilling Disney experience yesterday. What'd you do? Well, you know, Splash Mountain had its last day yes. yesterday. Oh, and Oh, yesterday was the last day that uh, the public could go, right? Correct. Yeah. So I don't know if like employees get to ride it today or, or how they're sort of yeah, working that whole so. thing or, or if they already put up walls, who knows. But uh, Lynn and I, like, I don't know, a month and a half ago, we made reservations for yesterday. So we dropped the kids off at school and daycare. And then we went down. We got there at about 11 o'clock, went straight to splash mountain got in line and proceeded to wait in line for over three hours um Ooh. even though it said 70 minutes was the wait time yeah. it was over three hours so we we rode it and i rode front row i was like if i'm gonna do it just soak me baby let's just do this one last splash <laughs> i love it but uh it was cool it was, it was pretty crazy like just to see that many people there for that ride i can't remember ever seeing were people emotional about the ride uh, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people were just like there at, like for nostalgia, you know, to right. say that, that they were there. There were a lot of people in line who had like custom shirts that they had made. Like there was a group next to us. that was like Splash Mountain, like, you know, 1993 or whatever the year was to 2023. Right. And like, it was like one last splash. It said like across the back. Um, but I did something kind of fun. I brought a, a Tiana Funko pop with me and I had her, uh, I put I propped her up on the front of the log and let her go for a ride. Oh, nice. A little transitionary moment. Yeah. A little final walkthrough before she takes over the keys. You know, <laughs> that sort of situation. I love that. I but it was that. fun. It was super fun to be out there and to see all that energy. Um was was, was really, really cool. Um Very cool. that's uh that's what's been going on in, in my life in terms of in terms of Disney. Have you you went to the park recently, didn't you? Um, I went, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, probably two weeks ago. Um, I guess we didn't talk about, it. I think we were going to talk about it, but, uh, we ran out of time as we yeah. usually do. Um, but yeah, when I went, it was great. We, we had such a great time. Um, we took the kids out of school on a Tuesday, which is always awesome. And I will say we did the genie plus for the first time and it oh. really did. It did help the experience because while I didn't like that, we were, you know, on our phones more than I would have liked. Mm -hmm. um, to sort of like keep up with when your reservation is and getting the next one and, you know, all that stuff. Um, it was nice to be able to, you know, like get on a, a ride and only wait 20 minutes as opposed to two hours. Um, but yeah, we had a great time. I got to ride uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which oh. was such a cool ride. 
so cool. Just the way that they do the animation and they have the sort of trackless, I don't know what they call that system, the, a trackless system, sort of like they do on Rise of the Resistance, right? Um, where the cars are sort of seemingly just like floating on the ground. Um, I loved that scene in Runaway Railway that's like the uh, ballet class with Daisy. Yes. So fun. Everybody in our in our like group was doing ballet poses and stuff. And <laughs> it was great. And so and I'm a huge fan of the new Mickey shorts. So oh, I love yeah. that whole aesthetic of the new kind of Mickey look. Um, so I loved it. I thought it was so cool. We had such a, a great time. Uh, got to walk around Toontown, the you know new look Toontown, which was great. Uh, we did ride. Did you see Pete? I did not see Pete. Yeah, I haven't seen him either. Like a there. meet and greet, Pete. He just walks around like through the middle of Toontown, like Goofy and Donald. But he's sort of like the the golden goose. Like he only pops out like at random. I don't think he comes out every day. I think it's just like a random Tuesday sort of. Yeah. Thing. But we had a good time. I loved the new parade. Um, you had told me about the new parade, and I was I made sure that we got a good spot, and just loved it. I love that we got to see a lot of the newer movies and the new characters and the new floats are spectacular so cool right. the moana float is like oh my god it's beautiful it's like a huge wave and then you can see the grandmother at the end of the wave and yes. it also looks like maui's hook i mean it's like crazy it was so great um but yeah we had an awesome time um and uh yeah yeah that was uh, a couple weeks ago love amazing how cool is the queue for mickey and minnie's runaway railway Oh, great. With all of the posts, I must have taken like 75 pictures in that <laughs> queue of all I because I wanted to get a picture of like every poster because right. I love the I love the posters that are the sort of spoofs of, you know, other Disney movies made to be about Mickey. Right. But I also loved all of the they had every single like Mickey short that's ever been produced and they had the poster for it. So I love all those, especially the old vintage ones. So, yeah, I loved that queue and that beanstalk like going up into the, yeah. the ceiling. It's just yeah. incredible. I, I was yeah. like, my gosh, it's so cool. I don't want to spoil too much, but like that moment when you get into the theater and you watch the movie before you go oh, yeah. in. Yep, 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 yep. Dude. Oh, here's one more thing, and this isn't spoiling anything, but I loved the look. When you get to sort of the last part of the queue right before you get on the ride, the room that you're in looks like you're in a cartoon drawing. So basically it's a regular room, but every single line of the room, whether it's the line of the handrail or the post, the, you know, the posts or the beams or the picture frames, everything has like a thick black line around it as if it has been drawn. And I just love, so you really feel like you're in a two-dimensional drawing, even though you're not, and you're about to get on a ride. So yeah, I love that look. Very cool. Yeah, it was brilliant. I'm just so blown away by, uh, by what they've done with that. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, all right, so lots of Disney parks in our lives. Uh, speaking of Disney parks, there's some Disney news that I feel like we should Disney share news with all the peeps. We interrupt our program to bring you this Disney news. Coming to you live inside the turnstiles here at Disneyland. This is the the newest bit of news. I just I feel like that's a fun little saying there. The newest bit of news. Uh, just dropped earlier today that Disneyland has announced uh, when Haunted Mansion's holidays will return. The date nice. it will be returned. Yeah. It's coming back September 1st, uh, and it'll go September okay. 1 through October 31st. And that'll be when they do sort of like, um, like a Mary Macabre makeover. Um, but what's interesting about that is they say Haunted Mansion holiday from September to October. But what does that mean about November 1 through December? Well, that's when they do the Jack Skellington 
stuff, right? I mean, that's the nightmare before Christmas is always that's always November through December. But I, I've never seen them do the sort of pre uh, Halloween makeover. I wonder what that is. Well, that's what I'm sort of miffed about because the images that are on the Disneyland Resort app and on their website show Christmas lights on the building. So I'm a little, so I don't know if maybe they do like sort of, maybe there's like a transitional period where it's like Halloween focused for September and October. And then all that goes away. And then it's more like, you know, you're saying like the night before Christmas, maybe it's Jack Skellington that comes out onto the lawn rather than like this big sort of pumpkin scarecrow guy that they're showing. Um, on their website right now, but either way for all you Halloween fans, uh, which obviously all of you who know Eric and I as uh, Christmas countdown guys, you know how much we love Halloween. So really, <laughs> really looking forward to September one. Big That's fans, funny. huge fans. <laughs> uh, boo. Uh, um, that's a cool piece of news. And then another one uh, that actually impacts us today. We're recording this on May 31st. As of today, this is really, really exciting. Uh, the first four Indiana Jones movies have been released on Disney Plus as of today, nice. which nice. is exciting. And I, I don't know about you, Eric, um, but Indiana Jones, definitely one of my favorite movie franchises of all time. Yeah. I'm excited to watch that with the kids. I think we've watched Raiders of the Lost Ark with them, um, but I'm excited to watch them. You know, it is sad, though, Disney Plus, because they're doing this sort of merge with Hulu and it's all going to become one app. They have purged uh, quite a few things off of the roster. And one of them, which I'm guessing it's probably already gone now, but if you can find a way to watch it on YouTube or whatever, it was this show called Encore. And I don't think it really got enough praise, but a buddy of mine was one of the uh, lead producers on it. And basically what they would do is they would go to, I think it was hosted by Kristen Bell, and they would go to a high school and they would like have a reunion of a particular show let's say you know in 1986 the senior class did annie or whatever and they find all the people that were in that cast they bring them back to the school they rehearse with them for like a week and a half and then they redo the show that they did in high school and it's like it's all about sort of like people that did theater and did the arts in high school and most of them are not professional actors anymore they're you know bankers and rock stars and you know lawyers and doctors and then they come back and they sign it kind of like re reinvigorate that love for the arts so if you have a chance or if you find a way to watch encore uh that was one of the things that sadly got the the axe in the disney plus purge but i just wanted to give a little love to that one wait is it gone as like it's not there anymore it's already gone i don't know but it's definitely on the list of things that are going away when they do the the merge oh, i gotta so, get on that because i started watching yeah. it a little while back but then you know being a parent yeah. and all the things in life and you know getting the disney world annual pass uh you know i got a little got a little busy um but now i know i gotta i gotta get back to it because i just thought that was so cool this idea of like you said like bringing back these people who did a show together in high school and bringing them back yeah. for one final performance i just think that's super super fun um but that's uh that's my disney news uh for this episode you got any memes and things to share with us I don't have any memes and things this week, but I do hear that we have a game, perchance, from Ooh. ye old Chris Sisley. Chris, what do you want to tell us about that? We have a game. We have a fan favorite game. We've played it a few times, or a version of it a few times, on Christmas Countdown. But we're going to be playing a Disney version of this. So let's go ahead and play the intro. When you wish upon a satellite. <laughs> 
when you wish upon a satellite. <laughs> Whose voice is that? That's a AI voice. I think his name was was Dave or something. I don't know. I got tired oh, of hearing God. my voice, so I figured I would switch it up just a little bit. <laughs> I, I wish it was Dave Matthews. Satellite. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it can be from now on. But <laughs> oh, that's great. So the way this game works, if you don't know. Before we recorded, I sent a list of questions to Danny and Eric to answer. The answers to those questions are keywords in famous Disney songs. So through some clever editing, I went ahead and merged them together. So we'll go ahead and I'll read the question and then we will listen to the song to see if they got the answer right. If you don't understand how the game works, I'm sure you will after the first one. I asked Danny... What was Harrison Ford's major in college? That was timely. Jeez, that wasn't even planned. Yeah. Here we go. Hakuna Matata ain't no passing craze. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's our problem free. Acting. Hakuna Matata. <laughs> <laughs> that one's wrong. So there you go. It's that's really how... fun when you start to hear the song and you're you start fast forwarding in your mind to where a lyric could possibly get plugged yeah. in. You're like, no, I definitely got that one wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love this game. So I went ahead and asked Eric, the average American consumes more than 76 pounds of what carbohydrate per year? Here's the answer. And every task you undertake becomes a piece of cake. Potatoes. It really does. It really does. It's a secret. I'll be honest. I didn't. I didn't know that sugar was a carbohydrate. What? I was unaware of that. I didn't know until I looked it up. I thought carbs were only like potatoes and chips and, you know, starchy kind of things. But I think it's the the sugar in those items, right? Yeah, but there's no sugar in a potato. What's well, like, or it gets well, it gets metabolized into glucose, right? Well, I don't know. This is a sugar. This took a weird turn. I don't know. <laughs> Keep no, going, people, Chris. people like this sort of stuff. They really like this. Yeah. <laughs> I asked Danny, "What are the only human body parts that don't grow after birth?" Here's the answer. Tell me, princess, now when did you last let your heart decide? I can open your eyes. Take you one right. one. <laughs> good. That worked out. Very the, good. I kind of swooped in there with a nice uh, vocal performance. It was great. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I'm... <laughs> I'm not looking for any affirmations whatsoever. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I asked Eric, what's the term for a main road, especially one connecting major towns or cities? Mm. And here it is. Howie! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> got it. Yeah, that, was, that, was, that was a good one. Can I ask you some? What did you record your audio on? Uh, just into my phone, and <laughs> I don't know why it's so crappy. 
It sounds like it, you're on like an old like Razor flip phone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I use my brand new iPhone 29 or whatever <laughs> number it's on now. <laughs> so I asked Danny, what's the common name for the viral infection that causes symptoms such as sneezing, runny nose, and sore throat? Here's the answer. Cold. Never bothered me anyway. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Uh, part of me was a little concerned that it, well, it might have been influenza, but I was like, I was hoping that you, know, you would have been said playing that. this flu. game so long that I'm like, the flu never bothered me anyway. <laughs> oh, that's good. I asked Eric, on what U.S. coin can you find Franklin Roosevelt's? Here's the answer. I think this is wrong. Silver dollar? <laughs> it's not a silver dollar. Is Roosevelt on the dime? He's on the dime. Dime, yeah. There you go. Why should I have I no idea who any of those people are on the coin, except for like Lincoln, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Lincoln and Wa Washington's on a quarter. Yeah. Yes. And, and Lincoln's got... on the penny, but I don't know who's on the nickel and the dime. Oh, well, now we know the dime yeah. is FDR. Is it nickel, ha no, Jefferson or Hamilton? N I don't think it's Hamilton. No, but it Hamilton's might, on the 10. Jefferson. Right. But who's on the yeah. nickel? I don't know. He's the $10 founding father without a father. He's the nickel father. No, um... <laughs> <laughs> What's next? <laughs> The next one I asked Danny, on the environmentally conscious 90s cartoon Captain Planet, which element did Linka control? No clue. Here's the answer. Couldn't remember if Win. I got that one right. <laughs> Double. <laughs> Double. Oh, Eric, we were recording Good. theater countdown earlier today, and there was yeah. one that because Chris did the same game with uh, with Ben and Asmarat. What was yeah. the one where it does she said it like four times in a row? It was the one from Newsies. I think it oh yeah. Might have been this one. Staten Island. <laughs> Staten Island. <laughs> Staten Island. <laughs> Staten Island. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's great. That's a little taste of Theater Countdown's version. And Disney adjacent. Yeah. Because it's yeah, newsy. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So go listen to Asmaret and Ben do the same game, just with different questions, obviously. So good. Theater yes. Countdown, wherever you get your podcasts. I asked Eric. The most number of thunderstorms in a year occur during which season? Whoa. Here we go. And I can't wait to see what my buddies all think of me. Just imagine how much cooler I'll be in springtime. <laughs> <laughs> and I sang uh, it in the producer's springtime for Hitler. <laughs> yes. 
yes, springtime. All these crossovers. Yeah, yes, lots of lots of theater crossovers there. That's pretty funny. That's amazing. <laughs> springtime. Uh, I would have guessed the same. I asked Danny which X-Men character was born with extraordinary physical abilities such as super strength, agility, and remarkable dexterity in both hands and feet. This is the answer. Just a little change. <laughs> Small to say the least. Both a little scared. Neither one prepared. Beauty and the beast. <laughs> little flat. Little flat, but correct. A little, little flat, yeah. <laughs> for me, for you, for me, dog. It just, I just wasn't feeling it. For me, for you, good. for me. Oh good. God! So the last one for this game, I asked Eric, invented in 1907, what candy was named after the sound it makes as it's dropped onto its conveyor belt. Ooh. Here's the. No idea what I said. Here is a song with a potential answer. She don't got a lot to say, but there's something about her. And you don't know why, but you're dying to try. You wanna mound? <laughs> oh, Hershey kisses. <laughs> Mounds? <laughs> Mounds the girl, you know? Oh my gosh. It's oh. that I, I knew that it was going to be in the new version of Little Mermaid, so I was just giving Chris like a sneak peek <laughs> of the new lyrics. Wait, but what was the question? The sound that it makes was that? Yeah, I guess it makes a little like pucker sound. I don't know. It must be yeah. very loud because I'm sure they make more than a few at a time. So it's just a bunch of kiss sounds. Oh, yeah. Well, now it makes me wonder did they yeah. not have a name for the candy until it started coming out of the machine? Or maybe they changed it. Like these are clearly kisses. Yeah. Not dollops or buttons. Yeah. Or yeah. Maybe originally they were called like tears or something like that. do you that. guys know the story uh i i think it's true i'm pretty sure it's true um that milky way and three musketeers are actually the wrong bars when they what? originally made them three musketeers are supposed to be milky way bars and milky way are supposed to be three musketeers but they got mispackaged on their initial run interesting and then they were just like all right i guess we'll just keep it here but if you think about it Three Musketeers, what's in a Milky Way? Caramel, nougat, and peanuts, right? Right. And then what's in uh, Three Musketeers is just like the Milky Way. It's like just milk chocolate. Through the that whole makes thing. so much more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because I love Three yeah. Musketeers as a kid. It was like one of my favorite candies to get on Halloween, yeah. even though I'm not Good a big one. Halloween guy. But that that creamy whatever in the middle was just bomb. Yeah. But what's three about it? Exactly. I don't know. Huh. Wow. I didn't know that. The more you know, folks. <laughs> That's right. Chris, that was awesome. I love that game. Very, very fun. Thank you. Well done. Good job on the editing. Thank you. Let's give it up for Chris. Woo! All right. Um, all right, Danny. What do you say we get to this countdown? Yeah? I'm in. Let's do it. Welcome to the countdown, everyone. Here we go. All right. This is going to be 10 through 6 of Danny and I's top TV shows from Disney. Uh, I'm going to start off here with a a show that is on Disney Plus. This is less of a show, and I try not to do too many of these because Disney Plus definitely has some like short run, you know, where it's like three, four episodes of something. That's not really a show. I don't know, but I'm choosing it anyways because it's on Disney Plus, and I think it's great, and a lot of people don't know about it. Um, and that's going to be Disney Sunrise. Whoa. Do you know about this show? No. Disney Sunrise is on Disney Plus. 
And I believe it is probably, I don't know, there's probably six or seven episodes of it. And it basically chooses a different Disney park each time. And when you turn it on, it's like a two hour video of the sun slowly rising over, you know, the Magic Kingdom or slowly Whoa. rising over the castle in Shanghai. It's really, really cool. And they just play kind of delicate, soft music. It's a great way to either wake up to it. Sometimes you can use it even to fall asleep, even though the sun is coming up. There's just something about like, it's just very calming. There's also a show called Disney Zen, uh, which is a similar thing where they just do sounds. And it's mm. like, so they take, that's more clips of movies and they take out all the dialogue, all the music. And it's just like the sound of rushing water or something or the sound of snow falling and it's really very very relaxing so if you need a tv to help you put you to sleep or wake you up slowly in the morning uh definitely check out disney sunrise or disney zen both are cool dude that sounds incredible uh, i didn't even know that that was a thing that's the problem is like you know with any streaming service is that have you ever so done much. this where you're just like keep going it's like recommended for you and you're like oh all those sound interesting but what if i missed one and then you're like, yeah. oh, let me check out the comedies. Well, those are funny. But what if I want to be dramatic tonight? Um, that's that's what I run into um, yeah. <laughs> a lot with all these streaming services. But I got to check that one out. Um, sounds like a great way to sort of just like vibe out. It's definitely a vibe chaser sort of show. Definitely. It sounds like. definitely uh, yeah. Amazing. Okay. So for my first selection, Eric and I talked a little bit about this before we jumped on here today, like, cause we didn't want to get too deep, you know, obviously Disney owns ABC um, and ESPN and all these different properties, but we didn't want to go too far down that rabbit hole. So we, we did sort of like rein ourselves in a little bit as it pertains to ABC shows, but the first one yes. on my list is going to be an ABC show. Um, and for me, I felt like I could put this one there because this show was specifically, uh, you know, produced by Walt Disney Television along with Jim Henson Productions. And now Jim Henson is a part of the Disney family, so I felt like I felt like this one was was okay. Sure. Um, and specifically, I'm going to go with that incredible sitcom from the mid '90s, uh, which premiered in April of 90, 1991 and ran through uh, July of 1994. And that is going to be the show Dinosaurs. Not the mama. Not, Not the, the mama. mama. I'm home. Oh my gosh. Was there anything, <laughs> if you grew up in the nineties, you know, there were certain phrases that were so yeah. iconic um, yeah. that everybody was saying, whether it was like, you're killing me smalls from Sandlot um, or various like other, you know, dumb and dumber lines, but like not the mama was something that was just so big um, during yeah. that time. And I just, I loved it. Looking back on it, I just love this idea that there was a sitcom that was like people dressed up as dinosaurs that aired in prime time on a major network. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like those costumes though were amazing. so cool. They yes. looked so real and they were, they definitely were real people inside of them. So they were lifelike. Um, it was sort of the same time that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had their sort of lifelike, um, the movies were coming out. And so they were, the Henson company was really like figuring out these very detailed, you know, full man-sized costumes that were very cool. I loved Dinosaur as well. It was very, it was classic sitcom of like the husband who goes to work at the construction zone and yes. the wife who's staying <laughs> home and getting the kids ready for school and the like older brother who's like the cool, like, hey man, I'm pretty cool. And then the <laughs> sister who's sort of like, I'm the middle child and I don't know what my personality is. And then the baby who gets all the attention. It was, it was classic sitcom tropes, but all done 
as dinosaurs and it's on disney plus now so if you uh if you're looking to watch it it is so so fun interesting and a little weird but it was all the rage in the 90s yeah it was absolutely incredible um i you know or you know earl sneed sinclair who, who's the father I, I love that his job was like he literally went to push over trees yeah um and the name of the company he worked for was we say so corporation um <laughs> which is just like so like a dig at like people who tear down trees, like as, yeah. as like their job. Um, yeah. But I, I thought it was a brilliant show and I loved, it almost feels like it sort of like set the wheels in motion for what a lot of the character faces have become at like the Disneyland parks. Because now when you go to Disneyland for years, like Mickey's mouth didn't move or like their eyes didn't blink, but like that technology was being used yeah. in those puppets on that show. And it's wild that it took so many years for them to start integrating uh, that at the park. So I, I remember you were talking about the teenage guy. I love the, like his hair, like he had like spiky hair. Yeah. And it was like always like sort of like move, like a yeah. mohawk and it was always like yeah. moving back and forth. I thought it was just amazing. And there was nothing better than, than baby Sinclair smacking Earl with that frying yeah. pan. That was just, I did, classic. I did a reading with the guy who was the voice of the dad dinosaur. Really? Yeah. I don't think he was the actor inside of it, but he did the voice when they did the voice. Stuart Pankin. Yep, that's him. The body, I guess the body was done by one person and then the face and head was done by somebody else. Mm, there you go. Bill Beretta was the body and then Dave Goals was the face and head. So there were they both in there at the same time or was there somebody moving the body could and be, maybe robotic? It could be there was somebody in there who's moving the body and then there's somebody else on remote control that's you know controlling the eyes, the nose, the mouth openings. That's right. probably what it was. Yeah. Anyway, it's a classic. Very cool. I love it. That's my number 10. Love it. Uh, my number nine, I, I couldn't really pick one. So I am doing a sort of like one of my, here's a bunch of shows, but they're all the same similar shows. Um, so we are of the age, at least I, I'm a, like, how old am I older than you, Danny? Like two years, I, something like that? No, I think you were born in 81. Yeah, 81. I was born in 82. Oh, okay. So, so almost a year apart. Yeah. But there is definitely a generation kind of like just a little bit behind us who loved shows like Hannah Montana and mm. Wizards of Waverly Place. And so I feel like we should give a, a nod to those shows because okay. those are, for a younger generation, those are like formative shows. Like those were major, major shows, Lizzie McGuire and stuff like that. But yeah. it was a little past our time. So we didn't really watch that. But I will say that I've watched some of the newer generation Disney Channel shows because of my kids or having acted on them, <laughs> frankly, which has mm, been kind of cool. Point, yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop three of them here. Uh, I appeared on two of the three, but these are three of my favorite that if you have like, you know, nine to 12 year old kids, maybe even like six to 12 year old kids, um, you, you probably would check these out because they're great. Uh, the first one is going to be Liv and Maddie, which starred Dove Cameron as uh, two sisters. She, so she did this sort of like one's the Hollywood type and one's the sporty type. <laughs> but that was just like a really fun show. My daughter loved that show and she always had it on and I would like sit next to her and I'd be like, this is a great show. I like mm. this. <laughs> like it was funny storylines <laughs> and it was, you know, cool you know, uh, situations that they put them in. And it was just really great. Uh, the other two are going to be Jesse, uh, which starred um, Debbie Ryan and also our very good friend, Kevin Chamberlain. Yeah. Um, I did appear on one episode of Jesse, uh, which was crazy because Jesse was like the biggest show 
when it was on. Uh, and so I got recognized quite a bit just from the one episode that I was on because it was such a popular show. Uh, right. And then the third one is going to be Sydney to the Max, which is a newer one. Um, they did three or four seasons, and I appeared on a couple uh, episodes of that show. And fun little fact about that show, personal fact, I guess. When uh, I got the gig to be on Sydney to the Max, it had the show had not been announced yet. So it was still in its first season and they were filming. And so I got, you know, I did an audition, got the call. Hey, you, you booked it. Okay, great. They send you an email with, you know, here's your call time. Here's the call sheet. And as I'm looking at the call sheet, I see that um, the lead, the character of Sydney is played by um, Ruthie. Oh gosh, what is uh, Ruth? Ruthie Riggy, And mm. I was like, it said Ruth Riggy, And I was like, that's crazy because there was a girl named Ruth Riggy. We called her Ruthie, Ruthie Riggy, uh, who was in School of Rock with me on Broadway. She was one of my oh. kids. Uh, and she was, so she was one of the kids in the classroom for School of Rock. So I worked with her for a year on Broadway, but you know, you don't keep in touch with everybody. And also she's a child and I'm an adult man. So I'm not right. like, you know, <laughs> keeping up with them. All hey the time. kids, how you uh, been? Yeah, <laughs> right. And, but I did have her info because of, you know, just cast emails and stuff like that. Right. So I sent her a message and I was like, hey, Ruthie, are you like starring in a Disney Channel show? And <laughs> she was like, yeah, I am. And I was like, well, I'll see you on set tomorrow. And it was just like a really kind of fun reunion because we hadn't oh, seen each other fun. in, you know, a couple of years. And, you know, I didn't know that she was going to be on it. And so, and it was obviously a big success for her. And so it was very cool to sort of be there in a small, tiny little part. Uh, as she was sort of ascending into her career, which was really awesome. So essentially my, my nine slot is going to be the Disney channel sitcoms that are made for tweens pick, pick whatever you'd like. Those are great selections. And we should add into those uh, mighty med, you know, which Bradley uh, Stephen Perry, who was on our show was on as well as uh, I know. Good luck. Charlie is always like a highly yeah. ranked show from that era. That was a good I feel one like too, yeah. the Hannah Montana is like you were saying and, do you remember, I, I was doing research for this. Do you remember Disney had that sort of like uh, reality show called, uh, was it called Bug Juice? Do you remember that I, show? Vaguely, vaguely. I saw that when I was doing research, but I couldn't, I couldn't really remember it. Like the title immediately like connected with me, but I was looking at photos and I was like, I have no memories of watching this show, but I feel like I should, or I feel like it should have been special to me. And maybe it was to my like my siblings because they were like five, you know, seven years younger sure. than me. So maybe it's like right in their pocket. But that's what's fun about doing these countdowns. You start just digging up all these old shows from the past that you haven't thought about uh, in a while. And number nine uh, is definitely one of those for me. And that's going to be and I'm pretty confident this is going to be on your list as well. It's going to be the all new Mickey Mouse Club. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So oh, I'll, yeah. I'll just I can't believe you're putting say, it at number nine. Well, you know, <laughs> wait till you see what else I got cooking. Um, but yeah, th this show, and I, because it's higher on your list, I'll, I'll let you say a little bit more about it. But, you know, obviously it's no secret to anyone who listens to this show and Christmas Countdown and everything else we've done that, you know, I was a big boy band fan back in the day, and maybe I still am. Um, you know, jury's still out on that one. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, you know, when you look at, that show and and the people that got their start on that show. It's just wild to me to look back and see Justin Timberlake and JC Chazé and Carrie Russell and uh, Nick Carter and Ryan Gosling. My God, like you could just go on and on and Christina on. Aguilera. Yeah. I, I would love to know who cast that show yeah. because that person deserved like an award. Um, yeah, for sure. Like 
And did they go on to cast like other big shows after that? Because for them to be able to find all of that high level talent, it's almost like when you think about American Idol, right? And the fact that they find these people and that, you know, and it's not just the winners who go on to become superstars. Like Jennifer Hudson didn't win, but she's an Academy Award winner, you know? Um, You know, uh, uh, Catherine McPhee didn't win her season. Huge star. Like just the ability to to uncover that talent. And obviously I think it, it held a special place in the hearts of many of us who grew up in the late eighties, early nineties. Cause it was like, it was like our Saturday night live. That that's yeah. what I thought. It was like, this is a space where like, they're talking to us, they're singing songs. We like, they're telling jokes that we get. Um, and I'll be honest, like if I was turn on the TV today and see it, I would definitely sit down and watch a couple episodes just because oh, yeah. it was fun and it's, it's all nostalgia. So uh, I'm going to slot it in at number nine. Love it. I will talk more about it later. Um, all right my my number eight is going to be the imagineering story now this is another one similar to disney sunrise that's like you know it's not a real tv show it was six episodes but it's so great and it's on disney plus um it came out in 2019 it was a very cool just like deep deep dive into the imagineering experience and like who these people are that help make not only the attractions at the parks but they're also doing stuff that's helping you know even uh coming up with different technologies to make the movies with you know and and i just thought it was so cool and one of the cool little tidbits about it was it was created by and produced by leslie iwerks um and she is the granddaughter of Ub Iwerks, who was Walt Disney's essentially right-hand man, uh, co-creator of Mickey Mouse and Oswald the Rabbit, and was like his main animator, and like it just a central figure in the history of the Walt Disney Company. Um, and his granddaughter uh, sort of made this amazing documentary about uh, what Imagineering is and who they are and where they work and how they work. Um, so if you, we've talked about Imagineering story quite a bit in the past, but if you've not checked it out you really really should it is so informative and interesting and there's six very different episodes that are talking about very different things uh so yeah definitely check out imagineering story that's going to be my number eight so good uh i have a lot of thoughts about the imagineering story which i will save for uh later on in the countdown great all right so number eight is one that definitely has one of those iconic theme songs So let's take a little listen to it before I talk about it. And that show is Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. I mean... That's a bop, right? It is great. It's, that makes a, me feel like I'm 11 years old and just came home from school, tossed down my backpack, <laughs> turned on Channel 9. I feel like we watched it on Channel 9, which was yeah, WG. K-Cow. But we, we probably watched it. I, I don't know. Maybe we watched it on that or maybe we watched it on ABC7. Interesting. I think it might have been Channel 9 here as well, which was KCAL. Um, oh, nice. Which is what it was is called here. But yeah, it was a part of... Um, Rescue Rangers was a part of the uh, Disney Afternoon, which you know oh included God. DuckTales, Tailspin, um, all those shows that all of us Darkwing kids, Duck, Darkwing Duck. When there's trouble, you call oh. DW. You know that's right. Um, but I just I, I loved that Chip and Dale got their own show. You know, I felt like up until that point, Chip and Dale were sort of like these ancillary characters that were sort of like on the peripheral. 
of like the iconic five, you know, of Donald, Daisy, Goofy, Pluto, Minnie, Mickey, or is that, is that five? That's not five, two, four, that's six. So those iconic six, like Chip yeah. and Dale now, and, and maybe it's because of Rescue Rangers that when you walk around Main Street, you know, you see eight iconic characters there and Chip and Dale are almost always part of that group that's always out there in the main hub on Main Street when yeah. you walk past the train station. And and I have to believe that it was this show that really sort of like put Chippendale on the map. You know, when I was looking into it, it was wild to me that the show only ran for 65 episodes. Like it, it just feels like it was around um, <laughs> for, for so much longer. And I think, didn't they even get, I feel like they did a movie. They just did a movie recently. It was really cool because it was, it was not an adult movie, but it was definitely a self-aware sort of nostalgic movie. Yeah. Um, you know, that it was, it wasn't just like a kitty, like here's Chip and Dale. Like they, they interacted with real life people and it was cool. It was very cool. I think one of my favorite parts about rescue Rangers was like the wardrobe that Chip and Dale had, oh, you yeah. know, that like Dale aviator jacket. Dude. Yeah. Chip with the aviator jacket and like the, like Indiana Jones, really cool like fedora style hat he just yeah. felt like this really cool explorer guy that he wanted to be buds with and then dale and his like wild hawaiian shirt was just always so goofy and obviously you also had you know monty monterey jack gadget and and zipper were sort of you know part of their their detective agency as well and uh you know obviously fat cat was, was a really <laughs> fun sort of uh mafia style uh, villain, villain yeah. that they were always going after as well but that one just always holds a special place in my heart. Anytime I hear that sometimes, some crimes, um, I just, it, it just brings a smile to my face because it remind, reminds me of childhood. Like you said, just getting home from school, throwing down your backpack and, and throwing on some of those iconic uh, animated shows. So that's my number eight, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Okay, my number seven is a TV show that only went one season. It was on Disney Plus. It came out in uh, 2022 uh, through 2023. Sadly, it did not get picked up, which I am shocked because it was so fun and such a great show. And that's going to be the TV version of National Treasure. It was, uh, it was called National Treasure Edge of History. It was such a cool show. And if you like the National Treasure movies, definitely check out the show. It's all about chasing down these leads and archaeology and and figuring out all these old you know stories and how oh there was a, a legend of this and let's go to that castle and we'll find this clue and then we'll go over here and it's like all over the world super super fun um it had uh Catherine zeta jones sort of plays one of the main characters in it she's sort of the villain character uh from the beginning um and i gotta give a little shout out to this actress named lizette Oliveira, who i had not seen her in hmm. anything else uh but she plays jess who's the main character um and you also get appearances from like justin bartha uh who was in the original national treasure movies so it's definitely like of canon of the national <laughs> treasure uh you know universe because it's not like its own thing but sadly it did not get picked up but if you ju are just are looking for like a good 12 episode long kind of binge of a cool adventure story definitely check out national treasure it's so so fun and you can find it on disney plus Amazing. Uh, I need to get on that ASAP. All right. Number seven for me, again, this is going to be straight up nostalgia, which I feel like uh, most of these lists end up being, and that's going to be Adventures of the Gummy Bears. Dashing and daring, courageous and caring, 
faithful and friendly with stories to share. All through the forest they sing out in chorus, marching along as their song fills the air. Gummy bears. Oh, so good. Right? It's just, it's incredible. You know, this this show held a special place in my heart when I was a kid. Uh, loved Zummy and Gruffy and Tummy and Sunny and Cubby and, uh, and all of them. But really, it sort of came to the forefront of my life again when uh when my wife was pregnant with emerson um because one of like the ultrasounds we got they're like oh she's roughly the size of a gummy bear right <laughs> now and but and then so my mom started calling emerson uh princess uh gummy bear and Cute. then because of that she like went off and like found a recording of the old song and like memorized it so that way she could sing it to Emerson after she was born, and and since my uh, my daughter was born, and even to this day, my my kids call uh, my folks Grammy and, and Grampy Bear, and one oh, of the characters great. is is Grammy Bear on um, on the Gummy Bears. So it just it, it held a special place in my heart when I was a kid. I just loved Gummy Berry juice. I just thought like that was the coolest thing to be able to, like drink that juice and be like bounce all over the forest it was like the coolest. Yes. Yeah, and then I don't know if you remember this, Eric, but back uh, in the '90s, they did a retheme of the motorboat ride and turned it into a Gummy Bear, a Gummy Bear Glen uh, ride at Disneyland, which is it's now oh, non-existent. Cool. It's just like an open waterway now, but um, super cool, super iconic. Again, one of those shows that was just a must from childhood, and that's my number seven. I love it. Um, okay, my number six, the last one of this episode is going to be the show WandaVision, which was Ooh. on Disney Plus. I thought WandaVision was really cool and really brilliant. It came out um, in, when did it come out? In, I think it came out 2019? 2021 um, is when it came out. Uh, and it was essentially starred Elizabeth Olsen as um, Wanda and the Scarlet Witch, and then Paul Bettany as Vision. So if you're a Marvel fan at all, you are very familiar with these two characters. Um, and the idea of WandaVision, if you have never seen it, is... Uh, Wanda and Vision are now married and have a family, but each episode of this show is a different genre of TV sitcoms. So the first episode is like a I Love Lucy, 1950s black and white kind of episode, and they're very true to form. And then the next episode is like a Brady Bunch where they're now more in the 60s, 70s, and they have a cool thing. And then there's an episode that's in the 90s, and it feels like an episode of Home Improvement. It's so <laughs> great the way that they're sort of commenting on uh, you know, TV genres and styles. And yet at the same time, it is for a reason. I won't say that reason now because you have to watch the show, but mm. it's not just a gimmick of like, oh, what if we like did them in different styles each each week? It really is for a reason. It's a very cool show. I'm sure you've watched it if you are a Marvel fan. If you're not, even if you're not, I think it's worth a watch because it's so interesting and cool. The music's cool, which was written by uh, Bobby and Kristen Lopez, um, mm. who did Frozen and a bajillion other things and are um, good friends of ours. And uh, it's just great. Uh, if you've not seen WandaVision, you have to check it out. Definitely number six on my list. Very cool show. I have not watched it yet. Um, I hear nothing but great things and it looks really, really cool. Um, but I feel like it's just like, there's always this list of things you got to check off and I just haven't gotten to it yet, but yeah, um, I'm adding it to, to my queue as we Love speak. It. 
All right, so uh, we've made it to my number six, which will be our last one of this episode. Uh, before I share that, if you are not doing so, please make sure uh, you subscribe to the show, rate and review. If you love what you're listening here, please make sure to rate us five stars and leave a review and we will share it on the show in a future episode. And if you're not following us on social media, please make sure you do so. We're at Disney Countdown Show on Instagram and TikTok, or you can follow us at Pod Disney on Twitter. Uh, without any further ado, I'm just going... I'm just going straight nostalgia again. Another animated show from our childhood, uh, Eric, and that's going to be DuckTales. Woo! Life is like a hurricane. Get in Duckbird. Race cars, lasers, aeroplanes. It's a duck blur. Might solve a mystery. Or rewrite history. DuckTales. Oh, my gosh. Again, another iconic theme song i feel like there was this pocket in like the late 80s early 90s where like theme songs were awesome. it wasn't just like animated shows it was like every, every show growing pains who's the yes. boss full house say by the bell all amazing songs fresh yeah, prince and, yes and now like a lot of shows that come out today like the, the theme songs just don't they don't stick or because everyone just no. wants to skip ahead all the time but yeah. there was just yeah. do you remember they used to do like compilation discs of oh yeah like, theme, theme songs, songs. yeah uh, and this is one that would have to be on that compilation. I, I just, I loved the story of, you know, Donald who's going off to, to join the Navy and he enlists, you know, Uncle Scrooge McDuck uh, to look after Huey, Dewey and Louie. Um, and just the difference in the personality of those three nephews compared to Scrooge. It's just like, it's night and day. Plus, like, was there anything cooler as a kid than the idea of like walking into like a big vault and jumping into piles of money and swimming through and it, just swimming in your coins and your cash and all these sorts of things. And I, I used to have a recurring dream as a child that I would, I had a vault like that and I would go out <laughs> and I would jump into the, the vault, but instead of being filled with gold coins, it was filled with Skittles. And somehow my mouth would like detach <laughs> and drop about like 17 inches. And I would just had a huge mouth hole and I would swim through this vault of Skittles and just be like, ingesting just thousands of skittles at a time uh and that was all because of ducktales sounds like a physical challenge on double dare that that's yes. what that sounds like to me but yeah ducktales again it was one of those shows that like you know came out late 80s uh early 90s and when i think of my childhood when i think of animated shows shows that were like my go-tos uh ducktales was one of them and so that's why i've got it at number six and that's gonna that's gonna wrap up it. part one of this countdown eric it is. Also, I got to say that the new DuckTales is also very good. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, the new one is uh, same story. I feel like there's less Scrooge in this one. It's more just Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Um, and then they have some more characters. But uh, it's on Disney Plus, and it's uh, really fun. My kids love it. it. Is Launchpad in it? Uh, nah, yes, I think he is. Yeah, okay. yeah, he is. Yeah. His Launchpad was so epic. <laughs> yeah, he's voiced by a guy, uh, I can't remember his name, that was on SNL. Um, oh, and Bobby cool. Moynihan is one of the other voices. It's good. It's funny. Um, all right, folks, this is going to wrap it up for us here on this episode. But make sure you come back uh, next week for the next episode so you can hear five through one of Danny and I's top Disney TV shows. Uh, but for today, we're going to close it out the way we always do by saying D-I-S. See you real soon. N-E-Y. Why? Because we count down. Disney Countdown Show. Bye, everybody. We'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Later.